Here's the boys, the boot room boys. How are we, lads? You good? Bootcast boot right, boys. Bootcast boys. Jimbo, what's been going on in your life, mate? Anything to report? Mate, top dad award this week I got. He's had the shower. Sat on the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sat on the sofa. When was it? Uh, uh, let's just say Wednesday. It doesn't really matter. Sat on the sofa Wednesday, scrolling through Facebook. Ten minutes ago. So, let, I mean, the backstory is my kids don't want for anything, right? We've got two PS5s in the house. We've got TVs. We've got anything they could ever wish for. Hold on, two PS5s? Got one in the one in here, then we've got one in the house, yeah. <clears throat> Might buy one of them off you, lad. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Yeah. <laughs> and then for, I get nothing. Like, when I bought Archie's PS5, we did it as a surprise. You know, I got a oh, nice one, Dad. No hug, no nothing. Like, fuck's sake, what do I have to do right for this kid? Anyway, sat sat on the sofa. We live in a little village. So we've got one shop, one Chinese, one chip. Hold on. Is this a fucking therapy session? Or has he been dying to tell us this story? Are you all right, lad? I'm building the story up. All right, anyway, sorry, lad. We've got a Morrison's. It's like a local shop. And they put on the group in the village. We've got Prime. We've got priming guys. Come and get it now. So I was like, fuck's sake. Archie's wanted Prime for ages. So I went in. We needed milk. So I went in pretending we got milk and there was a queue and I went, did I just see some people uh, walk out with Prime there, love? He's like, yeah, we've got some stock. So I was like, oh. Hold I'll on, you called a man love. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I probably didn't say love either, but so I got these two bottles of Prime and my son was, he was at a sleepover. So he came home the next day. I was like, here goes. Mate, he's not shut up about these Prime. To all his mates, to everyone, he's going, I've got pride now, like it, fucking mate. Just bottles of coconut water, and he's absolutely buzzing like the best dad ever. PS5, don't give a shit. That's what the fuck is prime? It's that energy drink by Logan Paul and KSI, mate. It's just a fad. It's literally a bottle of coconut water and sugar, and the kids are going absolute nuts for it. Did you not see the videos, Tank? There's some, uh, there's some fella in, I'm guessing, Wakefield. Uh, Wakefield. Wake, is it yeah, Wakey yeah. Wines? And it's like, wines, yeah. uh, uh, there's like videos of, like, let's be honest here, stupid people going and paying through the nose. Like, how much did you pay for those Prime, Jim? Two quid a bottle, mate. And I can only get two. So I got two. But they're like, they pay like a thousand pounds for a crate. Yeah, that's what I mean, Tank. So, like, people are coming to this fella's shop in Wakefield or whatever. And he's like, What's the best shop in Wakefield? Wakey Wines. And then there's these stupid people holding a crate of Prime that they've just spent like a grand on. Honestly, people's stupidity knows no bounds it's these days. Never yeah. Heard of it. yeah. Um, fair play to you, Jim. Did you get a hug, lad? I did. <laughs> For the one time, like a couple of bottles of drink, I get hugged, I got kissed, mate. He's been buzzing ever since. And he's poor, he's got a football camp today. His poor mum's not let him take his, his other bottle and he's gutted because he wanted to show off in all his mates. <laughs> I love it. Fair play to you, lad. Top dad and tank. What's going on in your world? Not a big deal, mate. Fucking bit what, of a what, He's giddy. He's giddy there. Crypto launch today at three o'clock. Are you speaking so, on it? Well, I what believe is it? That there's like a Twitter space or something I'm meant to be speaking on. Fuck knows what I'm going to speak about, but yeah, I believe so. What is it on? Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces. No, I know it's Twitter Spaces, but what? Who? Who are you on with? You want me to plug the company there, Jim? Hey, free plug. <laughs> We're trying to help you out here, lad. We're trying. To, I know, know but I mean? it's too late because this isn't going live, and it's live at three o'clock today. Okay, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so fair fuck enough. it. Let's talk about soccer ball. Just know <laughs> that I know not to log on to Twitter at three o'clock, mate. <laughs> Seeing Tank twice in a day too much for you, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> and I've not been paid. I've already been. Notts Forest TV are tapping Nottingham, us up. Nottingham, Nottingham yeah. Forest TV. Is That's your invite, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, Sorry. I was happy with my sympathy invite as well. Uh, no, they have the lads have actually reached out to us. I need to, I need to get back to them um, and uh, yeah, get something more organised. Podcast off, right, lads? Football. We're going to try and keep this one shorter today. Um, there's only really one place we can start. Um, I can hear a bit of back me again, bit yeah, of background noise. Is yeah. that you, Jim? You mute oh. yourself there. See if it is. See, look at that. It's always Jimmy's internet. Yeah. Bloody dial-up. Fucking dial-up internet there. It's like hey, two oh, uh, cans Rich. two cans of beans and a piece of string. Hey, I've got a million free serve CDs, so I get a free internet for 24 hours. 
Tell you what, lad, stop buying PS5s and go and buy some decent internet, will it? Uh, Tank, there's only really one place we can start, and that's the terribly sad news this week about John Motson. Um, I don't know about yeah. you, he was kind of... It's kind of like the voice of football for me growing up. There's so many like iconic moments where his voice is kind of synonymous with that particular moment. Terribly sad news. Yeah, do you know what? It was, it was quite strange because I didn't know about it. I had two horses running yesterday and I just went down to look at them. I've got like a new horse run and then I, w- I was getting interviewed in the parade ring hmm. by the, the famous commentator Derek Thompson of the racing world. So he was talking to me about the football stuff and then he kind of went back and he come back to me and he went, oh, can we do another minute? And I went, yeah. He went, have you heard about John Motson? I was like, no, because I was dra- I was travelling, you see. I was driving, so I, I didn't see nothing. And like funny, like a nice little story was when um, Motson left, I think he said the BBC, Derek Thompson, he was interviewing me, took over his role. And he was like, you know, we were really close now. But he, he was the voice. I mean, I'm a bit older than you two, but he, he's the voice of football for me growing up right the way through. It's, it's yeah, it was sad. And the Al Sheepskin. Ah, uh, yeah, it's classic, isn't it? Yeah. Did you ever meet him? No, he's commented on, I'm sure he's commented on a couple of games and I've never had, like, never had the pleasure of meeting a poor man, but yeah, it's sad. You know, proper, he's for me, he's a proper icon. His voice is like proper iconic. Yeah, same, Jim. It's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because, yeah, you know, as Tank said, him growing up, he was he was the main man. I kind of feel like there's been. I think my favourite one was probably an FA Cup moment, Liverpool, Everton, and uh, you know Martin's voice beaming over the top of it. Just sad, mate, isn't it? When someone that's that iconic, as as Tank says, there you can nearly picture him. Uh, you can nearly picture him sat there in his coat. Uh, you know, big big happy head on him. It's uh, it's a sad one. Yeah, very sad. I mean, he's one of them people where you think you know him, but you don't know him. You know what I mean? He's like. What people our age and we're probably the last generation of this, where you know there wasn't there was BBC, Channel Five was new when we were growing up. We didn't, have, you know, that was a new TV channel. Sky was only if you were part of the mega rich, um, and it was so you only had you know John Motson really commentating on all the footy, whether that's match of the day or whatnot. So we've grown up with him. That's the only voice we've heard, really, growing up for, for football. Whereas now, there's that many channels. There'll never be the likes of him again. And it's the same for, you know, Murray Walker. They, these kind of commentators that that have sort of grown up with these sports and taken them along to the point they're at now. So it's, it's you know, it's really sad. I had a sheepskin coat very much like Marty's, you know, once upon a time. From <laughs> yeah, Burton. From Burton. One <laughs> lad. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a sad one. And uh, yeah, I think you know when you, you look at the stats sometimes, look, I moan a lot, but I don't want to make this as uh, a Martin Tyler slanging off match, but you look at the, the quality of the way that John Motton used to do his work com- compared to some of the people knocking around these days. A lot uh, a lot of them could learn a lot from him. So uh, yeah, terribly sad news and, and thoughts from all of us uh, to anyone that's listening that might have been affected. So uh, top man, Motty. Uh, Tank, I want to come to you because you, as always, caused a big old stare on TikTok um, with your comments. being on there. <laughs> yeah, with your comments around Manchester United and Barcelona, uh, particularly in response to, to Jimmy's comments around the Barcelona team and, and what a good result it was for Manchester United. And United beat Barcelona last night. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the game and, and, and the, I suppose the, the reasons for the win and what it means for Manchester United. But would you like to change your viewpoint at all from, from last week based on what happened last night? Absolutely not. If anything, it proved me more that I'm right. The two, the two teams who's on a nice run, and that's about it. Man United, this Man United side takes on Man City's side at their peak powers next season, and Liverpool, all who does come, Man, you don't get top four with that current squad. I don't care what anyone says; they don't, they don't get it. Take Marcus Rashford, and I know it's quite easy to say this, but Marcus Rashford is carrying that Manchester United side on his shoulders, on his own. Manchester United got battered from pillar to post by Leicester, who were down at the bottom of the the league. Battered. Battered by Leicester. Should have been 4-0 down. Marcus Rashford turns on a bit of magic. It's him on a counter-attack. The 1-0 game changes. Take him out. And Marcus Rashford gets injured. Man, Man, you don't do anything. Nothing at all. Playing devil's advocate here, Jim. 
Is that not the case for any team, though? Like, if you Absolutely. look at if, if you look at uh, Liverpool when Mo Salah went on his unbelievable streak, because let's be honest here, Marcus Rashford is one of the form players in in uh, world football, European football. The best player in the world at the minute for me. Yeah, at the minute. Yeah, he's he's right Marcus up there. Rashford, yeah, yeah. You said, Mo Salah. you said he's shit. I've got a call. You said he was I shit. Did say he was shit. I'm happy that he's changed my mind. Oh, have you changed your mind, Jim? I think yeah, definitely. I, I always thought he had the potential. And no, 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 had... no. You said he was shit. You don't. Yeah, if someone's got shit. potential, you don't I'm say not, he's shit not, him. He's got potential not to be shit. I'm not saying he's not shit. I'm agreeing with you. Listen to my words, <laughs> Alan. I said, Mark. Oh, Alan. Oh, shit. you're in trouble oh. there, Tank. <laughs> what he did, he normally calls me yeah. a knobhead or yeah. <laughs> Alan. I said, oh. Mark Drash was shit. What I meant in that is, he, you know, he. <laughs> Obviously had potential. That's obvious for anyone with eyes to see. I don't have a shit and turn around before I wipe my ass and go, fuck me, you've got potential, you. <laughs> Fucking hell. Hey, we're going to cook you out and, you know, nature. We're different things, aren't we? But <clears throat> Marcus Rashford was never fulfilling his potential. By the way, Other Tank Talk last two is not something that I thought we'd be discussing. <laughs> what? Tank, tank talking to his boot. Yeah, well... <laughs> It's the only thing he gets any sense out of, mate. It's on the same level. Um, he always had potential. He's now fulfilling that potential. And I couldn't be more pleased, to be honest with you. One, because he's an England player, and I want every England player to do well, because I want him to do well for England. Uh, and two, for, for Marcus Rashford himself, in what he does as a player off the field, you know, you can only admire that. So I... I, I I am glad he's doing it, but I think you're right. Any team who's going to have a, you know, are going through a purple patch will have one player that will be standing out. So it's it's natural for any team to take that player out, then they will struggle. Um, so, but for me, I think you know, as a you, you've got to have Marcus Rashford scoring the goals, but you've also got to have the team being more solid behind him. And that comes, for me, from Martinez and Rafael Varane. So if United were still conceding goals at the rate they were, and David De Gea in that, to be fair, he's, here, you know, he's doing well at the moment. That's my uh, point, though, Jimmy. David De Gea is their best player at the minute. And that tells you something. And I know what you're saying, that like you always have one player. You don't always have one player. When no. Liverpool and Man City were going toe-for-toe, we had Trent, Robbo, Verge, Matip. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. We had Wijnaldum, unbelievable. Henderson, unbelievable. Fabinho, unreal. The front three, unreal. That's not one player. If you lost no, one of them, but, you'd still but, have 10 others who were unreal. The Man City, when Man City were going toe-to-toe for us, they had Diaz, they had Walker, they had Cancelo. But they're, they're not getting... Uh, the. They wouldn't get the recognition that the main player gets. So take the Liverpool team that came second in the league under Rodgers with Suarez. You know, they had a solid team behind Suarez, but Suarez was the one who was getting the goals and assists and would be getting the recognition. Because that's Sterling and Sturridge were doing exactly the same. They were, but you wouldn't think you wouldn't put Sterling and Sturridge in the same bracket that you would have put Suarez in. So this is why you've got to have Rashford doing what he's doing. But that doesn't negate the rest of the team being shit. So you tell me in that Man United side, who's the Sterling and Sturridge? You tell me who's le- who's got level numbers to Rashford in that side. No one. Put, you don't I have to tell me because I'll tell you. That's how they're no playing one. though, isn't it? That's their style of play. Same as Man City. Man City style of play. You're playing one up front. You want him in. You want him to score. Haaland's got 89,000 goals this season. That's who you want to score your goals. You need the rest to do the hard work. So without Varane, without Martinez, Luke Shaw's had a um, you know a, a resurgence of centre back over the last couple of months. Um, Fred, uh, Casemiro, these players, Veghorst is now doing all the doggy work for Marcus Rashford. They're all having an effect on Marcus Rashford that is allowing him to go and score all these goals. It's funny because like I'm probably. A little bit of both ways, right? So I, this feels weird saying this as a Liverpool fan. I think you're always going to have certain players tank. Like I think back to Salah, the things he did used to drag Liverpool to win games. Gerrard used to do it when Liverpool were were poor. I think Manchester United. What I look at them at the moment, you just hit the nail could... on the head with Gerrard. Gerrard dragged Liverpool to places where we shouldn't have been, and I think that's what Rashford is doing. Look, I'm but, not but you'll always have that, though, won't you? No, I don't think you do. 
I'm not sat here saying that Man United is shit and that I think, and I said this last time on it, I think the manager's come in and he's he's galvanized the club. I think what he's done is he's got everybody from it looks like the training ground to the whole thing seems like as one again. And I think he deserves enormous credit for that. He has. You've got the fans, like Man Man United was looking kind of poisonous. You know, you, the fans were like I mean, I'm not being funny. No one's had Glazers out for a while, I think, because they've won a few games. That seems to have died down. The Glazers are wonderful owners again now. But my point is, he spent 300 million, a lot of it on shit. But he has galvanised the club. But that, I'm telling you now, right, if Liverpool come back, which they will do, Man City will be better next season. Chelsea will be better next season. Tottenham will be better next season. That Man United side doesn't come into the equation for the title. See, I, but I think what they've done now is they've got they've basically got a baseline with where they can they can now build and i i uh, jim just put your thing on mute there mix i can still hear myself sure see, if it go, see if it goes um yeah i i think for, for the for the way that they play at the moment he is getting a lot out of that team and i look at the improvements that we've seen in uh, a lot of the players compared to when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was in charge. I, I put that down to the manager. They can only really beat what's in front of them and they're doing that well. I think that they, they, they was looking at an unbeaten run that stretches back a long period of time. It's not really their fault that City and Liverpool aren't quite at the races this year. They can only really they can only really beat what's in front of them. And and to be Absolutely. fair to him, he's he's done that now. Yeah, no, listen, I I, I I my argument is not saying he's not done a good job. I think he's done a, he's done an exceptional job, but when we're talking about Man United, you know, and the galvanising these players, these players are fucking 70, 80 million pounds. We're not talking about, you know, cannon fodder who they've just getting on a free transfer. These are players who they've all paid serious money for. So it's not as if, like, you know, they're getting young kids and making the, mess, the best of them. I think he's done a good job, and that is not deniable. It's not deniable, but I do think that they're blessed with circumstances. And it's kind of like what we say about Liverpool. Liverpool have had a massive dip and been shit all season when Man City's had the drop-off. And I think Manchester United are making the most of that drop-off. But they're not that good because the team who's making the most of it is Arsenal, who were never even in a conversation for the title last season. No one expected Arsenal to do this. Nobody. When you're talking about them making the most of it, Jim, another thing that could go, go massively in United's favour is they've got Newcastle at the weekend and it turns out the Carrius is going to be in goal. I don't know how the world has conspired for this to happen, but you've got to be happy it. there. Yeah, I mean, it's the circumstances, isn't it? You know, Dubravka's been on loan and he cut time, but he Pope's handling ball, thinks he's playing basketball in the middle of the centre circle. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he comes. I think he'll have a storm. I think he'll either have a stinker or a storm. It's one or the other, isn't it? He's not going to have a middle of the road game because I think he's got he's going to think he's got something to prove and and probably will, what, is he on loan is it an emergency loan is no, he, he signed him didn't he signed, he signed? was he a free agent contract. yeah so you know he'll probably he'll want to get a move him. won't he so he, he's going to he's going to have a he's going to have a, a storm but again if united win on sunday that's another trophy that's something ten hogs done that they don't want the ollie and the likes haven't managed to do over the last couple of seasons. So I think he's he's doing a good job. And their own, you know, if they get bought by the Saudis, mate, Jesus Christ, God, God help us all. Uh, talking of, of being bought and clubs in transition, and uh, I have to be honest, I feel like a terrible dad. So before the Liverpool Real Madrid game, my son was there. He had his Liverpool dressing gown on. He had a Liverpool hat on. There was a photo of him holding up uh, Irish red flag. So right. excited. And by the end of the game, Tank, he'd uh, stormed <laughs> he off to bed. He was in the realm of good kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd stormed off to bed, the poor lad. He threw his hat, absolutely fuming, went to bed, not a happy camper. Oh, I tell you what, a game that started so well. And I have to say this, I thought Liverpool were outstanding for 20 minutes. They, they looked like Liverpool again. And then all of a sudden, and I don't want to be one of these Arsenal fan TV stampy feet type lads, but Liverpool's inability to manage a game. And, you know, this is I'd say this to, to our under-11s. Like, you know, if you're in a, a particular situation where, you know, it's 2-2, you just don't do anything silly for a bit. When you go out at half-time, don't take any chances. Feel our way into the second half. Liverpool, they're defending for the third goal. Like, have you seen it? They're all stood in a line. Like, 
there was some things that happened during that game, Tank, that were just unacceptable. Like the lack of fight to roll over at home. Now, Real Madrid are brilliant. Don't get me wrong. They've done this dance a million and one times. But being in a position where you're 2-0 up, manage the game, lads. Like it was absolutely criminal, the response after going 2-0 up. It is. But I'm fully... Bla- I-, I think... I want to make a bold fucking statement here. Not like you, mate. Oh, God, I think Klopp go. needs to go. Oh, here he is. Klopp, out. Klopp, out. No, 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 it's not that. It's not, it's not. I'm not you saying Klopp it. out. You just said it, of course it is. You just said it. No one's sitting here singing Klopp out. My thought is I think <laughs> he's come to the end of his tenure. Hang on, hang on. I think he's come to the end of his tenure at Liverpool Football Club. And the reason is... Or he's never come out and moaned about the lack of investment, which a normal manager would. You see, you see Conte coming out oh, and call the owners out. Yeah. So you don't. He's not done that. I've watched Liverpool this season, Jamie. Right. Bear in mind, eight months ago or so, we battered Real Madrid in the final from pillar to post and couldn't score. Couldn't score. Now the drop off from them to us. Now the gap is absolutely fucking hell. It's off the charts. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid went out and re- revitalized their whole midfield and were like, you know, sand. Couple of world class midfielders, uh, the two young French boys, you know, out, two of them are outstanding. Liverpool stood still. I'm sick of watching Liverpool and the amount of times that a team just has to thread a ball between our back four, whether it be full back and centre half, between the centre half, and they have an ocean of green to run into. I'm sick of watching them. Now, I don't know whether he's too arrogant or too stubborn. Drop the back four five yards and play a fucking lower block. Why do we keep making the same mistake over and over and over again? We talk about the third goal. That, for me, I've seen dickheads who've got no clue about football saying, look at Trent, look at Trent, look at him run off Trent. Zone and mark, and you have to stay in your zone. And any manager who has a zone and mark and of six across the six-yard box, that's fucking schoolboy. That is schoolboy. If you're doing zone and marking, you have a four and a two. So if someone runs into that area where he is, You've got a man there. We had six on the six-yard box in the line. And I was sat, I was like watching it in the car and I was saying to my dad, what the fuck, look at this. <laughs> and it's like, all you have to do is pull the ball back, whether it be a header or a, just cut it back and someone's going to score. Yeah. For me, and then I go to Klopp's substitutions and I look at his substitutions and I'm thinking, not just the other night, every game, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing here? You know, I'm not being funny. The big threats in many of our games is Nunes, and he continuously takes them off. Salah stunk the place out the whole season. Doesn't look a threat, but he, he remains on the pitch. I'm not standing here saying clop out, clop out, but what I'm saying is I'm starting to think now this might be time where change is needed. Is that not just a nicer way of saying clop out, no? I'm not saying clop out, but clop needs to go. <laughs> I think there needs to be a change, yeah. I, do, I genuinely am at a stage but now where I think that out. Liverpool yeah, now needs to make a change. Saying. Don't ask me who, because I don't think there's anyone out there to come in who will have an impact, but... I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? And I'll come to you, Jim, because listening to Tank there, I, I agree with his points on substitutions. I feel... You know, it's the definition of insanity. It's watching the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I, I, we've seen the same Liverpool setup and performance time and time again. And, and I get that managers have philosophies. I get that they have a way of playing. I, I get that sometimes it can show weakness if they look to abandon that at the first sign of trouble. But this is a different Liverpool team. In the our midfield cannot functionally do what makes a Liverpool team so successful in the past. So in the absence of a midfield that can do that. We have to set up a little bit more solid. And like Tank says, if we're struggling a little bit, just drop five yards. Half the problems go away then, but we seem to be persistent with it. Now, Jim, Tank mentions there about not calling out the owners for lack of investment. I look at this a different way. He's spoken a lot about Liverpool's way of doing things. Now, whether you believe him or not in this sentence, and he's just playing the game, but he said, the reason I signed for Liverpool is that he didn't want to just have unlimited cash and he he, he knew how he's the lying. owners yeah you know yeah it's like, <laughs> uh, but you know what i mean he's he's basically said that he knew the way that liverpool would operate operate and in particular fsg would operate before he came in 
we have to sell to buy. It's our policy. It was our policy that got us to the top of the tree. So for him to start stamping his feet now, when in reality, we've not been able to sell because of COVID and we've not been able to get rid of there's seven or eight players there that are, are, are due to be moved on, I would say, at the summer. I would expect to see a very different Liverpool next season because we've got to rid of a, a lot of that dead wood. We've, we've made a lot of money available for signings. And with three or four top quality players, this Liverpool team is right back at it, in my opinion. So do you think there's some weight in what Tank is saying? Or do you think Klopp realises the challenges he's been up against? It's like, get what we can this season. And this will be a very different Liverpool come next season. But we don't know whether it'll be a, a different Liverpool come next season. Do we? we were all talking around speculation. And Klopp knew what he was coming into. He knew when he came in, he wasn't going to have an unlimited pit. And what you've had is you've had a, a, a well of talent that you've been able to sell. You know, take Coutinho out of that. Take, you know, you've sold some players, bloody add Chef United pants down for Brewster. And, you know, you've, you've done some good business that has enabled you to build this team. But that well seemingly running dry. You've got no one really that you can sell. Salah was the one at the time when his contract was running down. But I think now his price would, would wane quite a bit. Um, you know, what did you get for Mane? He was 31, wasn't he, when he left? Was it 30-odd mil? It was... End of his um, contract, wasn't he? So, it's... What you did so well... You've stopped doing to generate that income to be able to go and spend. Now, you, your owners aren't poor, you know, by any way, stretch or form, but that's not just what they do. So if Klopp was to come out and start moaning about lack of signings, you know, he's going to look like a hypocrite, isn't he? Because, he, again, he knew what he was coming into. That doesn't mean he doesn't want signings. That doesn't mean that we don't know he's telling them behind the behind the scenes that he wants, that he wants signings. I don't think that's the case. I think Klopp's gone weird for me. He's stubborn. I, I, I actually liked him. I like Klopp a lot, and I hate Liverpool. And there's, you know, there's no, there's no two ways around it. There's a wank at him. And but I like Klopp, and it actually was softening. Hate you. The, yeah, <laughs> most people do, mate. Um, and it was softening the blow. But he's recently turned into. Um, he turned into sort of a grumpy old, uh, all this sort of, he's not the cheeky chap. Happens to us all, lad. <laughs> well, yeah, it does. But um, And he's changed drastically in his demeanour to me. Whether that translates to the club, I don't know. You know, I, I can't speak for the players. So, you know, it, would you check? I must admit, I was thinking that if it wasn't Jurgen Klopp and the things he'd done, you would be getting rid by now. How long do you give him is the question. I don't know how long. You give him this year and maybe half a season next year with a little bit of investment. Because there's play, plenty of managers out there that would take that job this year. Who, I don't who, think who, you, who would you give the job to? That's the thing. Jamie, can I just ask you something? Because you said then that it'll be a completely different Liverpool side next season. How? Hmm. On a serious oh. note, because I see this a lot on social media and I argue and I actually laugh at uh, people. I'm not laughing at you, mate. I'm just saying. <laughs> I laugh all right, at people mate. and you say, we're going <laughs> to sign Jude Bellingham. Now we're going to sign the kid who played for like, against City and scored the other day at the centre-half. He's an unbelievable young player, by the way. We're going to sign name. such and such a midfield. We're going to sign him. Why are we going to sign all these players when we've never spent, these owners have never spent one penny of their own money their entire regime as Liverpool football club owners. So why do all of us fans think they're going to spend two or three hundred million out of their own pocket in the summer? I don't think it will be out. And I agree with you, Tank. Like to large degrees, I've lost faith in the owners. I've lost faith in that. It's always next summer. It's always next summer. It's all. There's always a story. I put up out a tweet the other day that I think FSG are like that mate who always goes to the toilet when it's his turn to get around. Like that's Jimmy. what I feel. <laughs> Jimmy's all right, actually. He'll put oh, his mate, hand I, on his lo he's... I, mate, I love buying rounds, me lad. I'm... Yeah, he's a, oh, he's a good. Let's go to Dublin with no money. <laughs> but no, to, to answer your question, I, I think they've gone as long as they can spinning the PR. I think they've been backed into a corner and I genuinely choose to believe, whilst I don't think they are the best owners for us long term, I feel Liverpool will sell a lot of players this summer. That will generate 
you know, off the top of my head, you, you're looking north of 100 million, 150 Who's million. Who's only? I don't see you're selling. For what? You, you'd, for have what? To, you'd have to sell some players. You've Naby got to sell some players. Naby Naby you know, Ops is out of contract. Naby's out of contract. So you're not getting nothing for them. Now I've just, read, I've just read before. Now Curtis Jones is going to get his big chance next season. Now he's fucking forty-one. He, he made his debut <laughs> with me, Curtis Jones. He's not good enough. But now we're going to give him another chance next year. Who are we going to sell? I, I think you'd be surprised. I think you'd end up. We'll end up selling somebody that's quite popular. We have to, like Jimmy said before. I think Salah was one potential. I don't mean we'll sell Salah now, but you, you've got to be looking at a big player potentially if you if you're going to try and fund the next wave of signings. This Liverpool team needs to be rebooted. So I think you will get, whether it's someone in the forward line, potentially, I think Fabino could, I think Fabino could look to go. Well, he's I don't think he's been the same. That money though, is he's he? out of contract. What would you pay for Fabinho? What would you pay for him? Is Fabinho out of contract as well? Sorry, I thought you said Fabinho. Fabi- no, yeah, Fabinho. I'm not being funny, mate. Right. You'd still get a bit of dough, even though he's struggling, Tank. You'd still get a bit of dough. You're probably going to create a plan for Fabinho. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, look, I think they've backed themselves into a corner. I think they they will raise funds. I think you make a fair point. It's probably, we've missed a couple of cycles where we needed to get rid of players and they're at the wrong side of whether it's age or contract. But they also have to put their fucking hands in the pockets. They just have to put their hands in the pockets. And if they can't, then get out the club. Like you, You can't give us what they need. And I think it's actually a crime the way they've treated Jurgen Klopp in that he's had to fucking dance around press conferences. He knows that Liverpool need a lot of investment. He can't come out and say it because he has to play the game and keep the players on side. I think he's earned the right to to build a Liverpool 2.0. And I'd like to see where we're at at the end of pre-season next year with a bit of fresh blood. I think we bring in a, a top quality centre-back and potentially three centre-mids. And I think we're, we're, we're bang right at it. But I'm an idealistic fan and, and that's... J- j- Look, we could be having a very different conversation come the end of next summer. Jamie, I honestly think Liverpool need just as much surgery in the back four than the midfield now, you know. I think it's gone that deep. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you know what I think we need? I think, and I'll, I'll we'll move on to the listeners' questions because I'm very aware we're talking about Liverpool a lot here. But I think Van Dijk needs a rest. I think Canate is the future of Liverpool's back line. I think you can't, need another... fit. Fair point. I think you need one top quality centre-back to come in as a rotation for those two. And I think you need full-backs that can rotate for Robert, Robbo and Trent because the lads are goosed. And you know as well as I do, lads, haven't played the games. If you think you're going to play all the time, you get a bit fucking comfortable. I think they need a couple of players who are going to push them and make them not comfortable. And I include Salah in that as well. Because as you said before, Tank, he stays on all the time. I don't think he should stay on all the time. I actually think Nunes half the time is more dynamic. I'm not saying he's got a better touch or you trust him in front of goal, but you know what he'll do? He'll fucking run in behind the back four. Give me players that do that all day and stretch and create space. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens. Right, lads, we said we keep this shorter and we're not doing very well at that so far, right? So we got fi- fi- you 15. On, you two getting on ranked. Clop out. Looking, signing all these looking players. It's- Passion, Jim. We're passionate. Delusion. 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 Uh, okay, so we're going to finish on some listeners' questions because we've got some belters and we'll do this for 15 minutes, right? So, first one, and firstly, thank you everyone that sent them in. We didn't give you much time um, and you come back with loads, so fair play to you. Um, Tank, you're up first. This comes from Blake, mm. who wants to know, what player did you play with that you felt never reached the top, but they really should have done? It's hard on that, but I wouldn't because he did reach the top, but not to the level where he should have done, if you know what I mean. Mm. And I'd go with Muzzy, is it? I knew you were going to say Muzzy, is it? You always speak I very well. Yeah. Scott Gemmel or Muzzy, I thought you were going to say hoi donk, me. No, no. M- lads, Muzzy, is it? Right. I can't describe how good he was because, and it's difficult to, you know, people say he was only at that Leicester, in that Leicester team, but... Training with Muzzy is it day in and day out and playing with Muzzy is it? I have never seen a midfielder do absolutely everything, everything to the level what he could. And I'm talking about like he can get the ball off the back forward, he take it in tight situations, he can bomb forward, he could score goals, free kicks, set goals up, defend, tackle. He was absolutely fucking out of this world. And I feel a bit wrong saying it because he did reach the top, you know what I mean? But 
Muzzy is it should have been in a top Man United side at that time, a top Arsenal side. He was that good, and he would have went in and been one of their best players as well. What do you think stopped him? He's quite short, wasn't he? Yeah, but mate, he could jump fucking 24 no, I'm not saying foot, that, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just thinking He was like, you, know, you see years again on the ends of crosses in the box and power headers in, and you're like, he was only slight and small, but fuck me, what, a, what honestly, lads, what a player. It was actually, it was a pleasure to play with the lads. I played with him for three or four seasons or three seasons, and he was just like, never seen him have a bad game, never seen him have a bad training session. He just had absolutely everything. And as I say, he was a top player, and everyone knows that, but for me... I put Muzzy as the elite of the elite at that time. There was not many centre midfield players in world football could do what he'd done and was as good as him. Fair play, good answer. Uh, Jimbo, I'm going to come to you for Andrew's question. Andrew Nicholson, and he wants to... Well, he's asked us all this, but I'll come with you to start. Yeah. Top five movies ever. This is a real hard question for me because I watch a lot of movies, but... I actually prefer watching really shit movies, like real shit movies. And I don't know why, I just like it. So I've done my list. He's a weird one. You're weird. weird. (laughs) So um, I've done my list, but I've not done the obvious Goodfellas. Um, Never seen it. Shank Redemption, that sort of stuff. So I've done my list. As you can see behind me, I'm a massive geek. So this is my list top five. This is, is it shit movies then, or good movies? I'm confused. Both. Okay, yeah, go on. Well, I think the mint, and most people will, but depend on the order. So number one, and and this is in no particular order, by the way. Okay, it's go on. Five, five <laughs> no order. particular order. Number one. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harry Potter. Now, this is oh, a franchise as a load. They are oh, at the start. It's not great. I'll give you that. <laughs> Look at it's... the tank space. Fucking Harry Potter. Mate, you look like Harry Potter. You look I like wait, mate. I take Harry Potter, mate. I love it. Harry Potter, not okay, maybe not the earlier ones, but towards the end, mate, unbelievable. And when they get rebooted, they'll be class again. Great films, okay. Now this could have been number one, but I'll just leave it in and around, sort of wherever in the top five. Bad Boys Two. What a film, Mike Lowry. Great film. Number no. three, remember the Titans. Yes, Jimbo, I'll give you we'll that. that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Left side, strong side. Oh, don't you? It makes me, you know me, I love a cry, right? I it know, gets me. It gets don't me. do this to me, you Superman. Oh, yeah. Man, don't fucking don't get me. Don't get me going. So my next geeky question, the next geeky one for me <laughs> is Avengers. Now I've put Infinity and Endgame. So Dad, why are you both. picking kids' movies in your they're top? Kid. Mate, then the top. Look at the top 100 films. They're in. They're in the top of kids, there, mate. Nope. <laughs> of of all time, they're in there. You're picking cartoons, are you, lad? Now I've gone for Summit new, and I love it because Charlie Hunnam in it is absolutely quality. The gentleman. Oh, okay. You know, with Charlie Hunnam and Hugh Grant and uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Great film. I can watch it all day long. Charlie Hunnam, where he's got that gun and he's trying to get the phone off that young kid. He's Don't give any spoilers because I might watch that then. Have you not seen it? No. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah not I'm, I'm not, I've not watched a lot of movies. you'll love it. It's Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie directs it. So it's a very much a lock, stock, uh, snatch sort of. Quite a variety you've gone for then. Like Mixed one, up, one your kids picked half of them and then you picked mate, some of them. I, I could watch... Co- Honourable mentions, Lord of the Rings, Coco, Encanto. Love these, mate. What are you just Try picking, What is wrong with you? So good. You're not seeing them so off. So good. E.T. <laughs> Godfather, Goodfellas. All top five. Them. Top five, Jim. Top five. And you picked Same. four kids' On, movies. Good job. They're not kids' movies, lad. <laughs> Tank, go ahead, lad. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, boring. Rocky Three. Oh, Goodfellas. Rocky three, Mr. T over Ivan Drago. That's controversial. I think you meant Rocky four. I don't think it means Rocky. The Irishman. Even though it was on for about 17 hours. I was thinking the Irishman. And I can't remember the name of the film, but it's about that day. The the, uh, gangster in Chicago, something white his name was. And I can't think of the name. I don't know. Not looking at movie, but I was told you were going to say American Gangster. 
No, that's no. another one. Yeah, but this is better. Frank Lucas, that. I'll get his name for you now. Anyway, you yeah, do you yours, Jamie. Yeah, I'll do mine. Sure you... right. uh, Isn't my... that Boardwalk Empire? No. You yeah, find that well. I can't remember it? this fella's name now. I'll have to get it for you. Right, you find that mine were um, kind of similar to tanks. So Gladiator, no particular order. Gladiator has to be in there. Like oh, yeah. unbelievable. Like unbelievable. I, I I want my son to watch that, but he's not quite at the age. But I know that he'll love it. Uh, Gladiator. Man on fire. Gotta have Denzel in there. Yeah, see, have... I love the equaliser. I do. John Wick. Oh, John Wick, what a film. Oh, John Wick. You're gonna laugh at me here. The holiday lads. I'm sorry, but it's just no, a great I'm movie. giving you that. Great How come movie. mine are all kids' film, but he picks a fucking chick flick and you say, Oh yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> no, Fuck that's a good thing. movie, that the holiday. Ah, you're a good movie. No bad. Uh Rocky, but I've gotta go. Going Rocky 3 is the best one. Rocky 3 is not the best one. Apollo 3 is not. not Apollo. That's not Apollo, it's, it's Mr. T. Yeah, yeah, Apollo's number two, mate. I put Creed over Rocky 3. Rocky 2, then. Yeah, same. Um, I, I can't pick either. It's either two, it's either two or four for me. Um, Karate Kid, I'm sorry, what? it's just I know. Karate Kid. Why are you saying it's so posh? Karate. It's karate kid. It's not karate. It is. It's karate. Why are you saying karate? It's karate. Karate spelled K-R-A-T-Y. Karate. This is a salami. 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 Karate. Karate. Do you know what's under the belter? Avatar. That is. I was thinking that. That's a great. And you've got to watch it in the cinema as well. Yeah. Like, last couple. Okay. Michaela wants to know, will you be watching the Fury Paul? No. Play? I would. No. I don't want to I don't want to pay for it. That's exactly what she said. She's gonna watch it but not pay. And it's late no. on Sunday though. Why is it Sunday night? Like I it's thought not it was bank 6 holiday. PM, no? I'd rather get me Bell and Pierce to watch that. Oh, I thought it was late. <laughs> I'm again. gonna watch it, you know. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna Pierced watch it again. <laughs> uh, oh, and you're then not, Jamie, you're not watching that. If you're watching that, mate, the podcast. If I get a stream, no I'll watch it because uh, I want to you know see what? one my of son, them. My son wants to watch it because you know, like Jake Paul and all. I think like they, those YouTubers. They just, he just, I think he just wants to watch it. He thinks they're real boxers, so That's I'll probably watch it's it. Not right? If you let, what's up with Tommy Fury's arms? Is, is it me or are they fucking 19 foot long? Yeah, it's no, yeah, they are really long. His body's a bit of mad shape anyway, to be fair. Mad, he's got a lot like longest legs and his body's dead short, I think. Yeah, but his arms, his body is about that big, but his arms. He looks like the type of fella, you know, you've got these apps where you can like make your waist thin and your shoulders <laughs> big. He looks like someone's <laughs> been stretching him, you know what I mean? Uh, right, last couple. Um, okay, so. They, David also, on that theme, just wants to know, do we want Jake Paul to win so Carl Froch can send him into orbits, was his exact words, because that's rumoured to be the next. I don't I'll care who wins. I would Carl like to see that. Well, he's going to do it for the money, and he gets to batter him, doesn't he? I, well, you'd hope. I'm not sure, Froch. But well, um, Froch for me, pan his head I, in. I don't care who wins, because I just want one of them to fuck off, and then hopefully the <laughs> other one will lose the next game, game match, game. boxing match. <laughs> Fight and then he'll fuck off. So that's why. Uh, that's why I, I watch it. Right, two to finish quickly, and they're both from Johnny B. Right, and they were good questions, so I thought to include them. Right, so um, Jim, I'll stay with you for this to start. If you could have one, I'm going to say CD, but it makes me sound yeah. old. But basically, one album, yeah, uh, one movie, and one book for the rest of your life. What would they be? Uh, movie would be. Oh god, that's the hardest one. Um Mon's Armations. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other ones? One Sesame book and one's book. One book. One book, uh, one movie and one album. So the album is Dr. Dre 2001. I knew you'd go for the big no, no, one. No, 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 no. Album. Every song is an absolute banger. So that would be the one. Um, you are the whitest black man ever, by the way. Yeah. He's always honestly, yeah. Tanky's always yeah. been like this. Like yeah. you go out on a night out, he loves it. You get in throwing all the shapes and that quid, you know. Two step. <laughs> my drink and my two step. Um, all right, go on, go on. Film on. would be uh I'd take uh Bad Boys Two. I could watch that over and over because it's funny and uh it's got action. And what was the other one? Film book book. 
Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Fucking hell. I knew we'd have to get that in. <laughs> uh, tag, you're up, lad. What's the story, Morning Glory Oasis, Shawshank Redemption, and Lenny McLean? What's Lenny McLean? The old London gangster, like officially the hardest man in the world, bare knuckle fighter, unreal book. Oh, unreal if book. If that's on Audible, I'll get that. Oh, you need to, you need oh. to, yeah. But you don't say that about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. No, sorry, lads. Not my bag. Like wands and wizards and all that stuff. It's just not for me. Um, my three um, record is either. Definitely, oh, you said maybe. Album, not record. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he put record oh. in the question. So, uh, album is either definitely maybe by Oasis or the Red Album from the Beatles, and basically just because that that's my childhood, basically in yeah. uh, in a CD. So, whenever I put them on, it makes me uh, it brings back good memories. And then uh, book, no read, yeah. lad. You can't read. I can read. Uh, well, you just said you need it on all. No, I can, but no, it makes me read. fall asleep. I have, I read like four pages and then fall asleep. So I'm an, I'm an audible guy. Uh, I like to listen as a, as a work and stuff. I would go with. Oh. It's a tough one. Do you know what was very good? And I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna pull out my audible thing here, right? I'll give you me top it's three. Not be like the secret or something. I do. I do like the secrets. Um, yeah. I am going to go with. Where is it? Do you know what was very good? And people will will laugh. Joey Barton's book was excellent. Um, Joey Barton's book was excellent. Five Steps to a Winning Mindset by Damian Hughes was excellent. Um, you're on an island. This is a one book you can read for the rest of your life. And you've got Joey. Well, you know what, actually? Do you know what I'll do? Harry Potter and he's giving you stick. <laughs> Harry Potter is mint, mate. Don't, uh, do don't you know that. who I'd go with, right? Ant Middleton has done three or four books that are all excellent. And if I'm stuck on a desert island and I need to know how to get off, Ant Middleton giving me advice on how to get off that Bear island grills. would probably, probably <laughs> help me. So, I'd, yeah, I'd probably go with one of them. Um, stuck on an and, island, mate. Just phone someone, ask them to pick you up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get, let out some smoke signals. Um, and then what was the other one? I think that was it, wasn't it? It was yeah, album, album, book, and movie. I'm going the holiday, lads. It just it, it's yeah, got everything you would need in a movie. It makes you feel good inside, and it makes you laugh. So I'm uh, I'm going with that. Right, Jimbo, world record predictions. World record. Speed, let's let no. I don't want you to predict the yeah, world record. I want to do the predictions in a world uh, record time. By the way, the other question was who's the best dancer? And we all know it's me, so we'll just. Oh leave yeah. It at that. The other question just was who's the Jamie best dancer. Game is too stiff and Tank doesn't even get up because he's too embarrassed of his moves. So. Do you dance, Tank? Oh, mate, fucking should see the ones and twos that I've got. I oh, can move. Moves. You oh, can't man. move, lad. You are Moonwalk, stiff, lad. fucking running man, bang. Have you actually? Yeah. Mate, I'll be honest. If we're 10 Guinness deep in Ireland and he starts doing the running man or <laughs> something, he will actually make Running man's life. not fucking hard, mate. All you got to do is pump your arms and shuffle your feet. Hard. Yeah, hard for not hard for you. Try being me, Mister Rigid here, my Tin Man. Um, go on, Jim. Predictions. That's kind of done. Come on. Uh, right, Fulham Wolves. Who's uh, okay? Fulham Wolves. Fulham at home. I am going to go two what two nil Fulham. One nil Fulham for me. I was going to go two nil Fulham, so I'll go two one Fulham. No, still do the same, Jim. It's all right, lad. Everton Villa. Uh. One, I think one. this is a tough game this year. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one Villa. Ooh. I've gone two. I've gone two one Everton. Uh, Leicester Arsenal. Oh, this is a tough one. Oh, you never know. Leicester yeah. are like Jekyll and Hyde, aren't they? Um, it's funny they battered Tottenham and he should have got something against United. The turn in the corner. Of these. Mm, I don't know. Two one Arsenal. I'm gonna go two nil Leicester. Oh, taking chances. 2-1 Arsenal. I've gone 2-1 Arsenal as well. Uh, West Ham, Nottingham Forest. 1-0. Yeah, it's a good shot. I think Forest might do them 1-0. I've gone 1-0. Go on the Forest. Are you going 1-0 as well? Yeah, Nottingham Forest. You can do the same score now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. But... Do you want me to do a different score, Jim? No, no just right, what do you think? Leeds, yeah. Southampton. 2-0, Leeds. Ooh. Uh... One one Chelsea. Ooh, this is a big game. Someone's got a win. I've gone two one leads. James <laughs> Ward Prowse free kick. Bournemouth City. 
3-1 City. 2-0 City. I've gone 3-0 City. Crystal Palace, Liverpool. 3-1 Liverpool. I've gone Go on, Tank. Liverpool. Go on, lad. Uh, 2-0 Liverpool. Nunes. I've gone 3-1 Liverpool as well. Tottenham, Chelsea. I've not put a score for this one yet. When's that, Jim? I can't see that. I think that's Monday. Sunday, is it? Sunday isn't it? Sunday, Monday. I didn't look. I just saw the fixtures. Um, Chelsea at home, yeah? No. No, Tottenham. Tottenham at home. Um, 1-0 Spurs. I'm going to go 2 all, Jim. 1-0 Spurs. 2 all. Tank. Chelsea's just awful, aren't they? Not good. Jim, who are you going with? I was just thinking now. I hadn't wrote that one down. I'm going to go 2-1 Tottenham because I've gone Chelsea every week and they've always lost. So I'll go Tottenham and they'll win. Right, there's the predictions. And remind us of the scores before we wrap up, Jim. Just quick scores. Two seconds. It's on the other screen. 17. Have you Man, not... You're 20. You're 20 something, I think, Jamie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coasting here. 21, gone... 17, May, is it? You were on 20-odd. Tank were on... I can't find it. So... Uh... You were on 20-odd. Tank was on 16. I was on uh, 12, I think. Okay. All right. All to play for. Right, lads. We said we were going to do 45 minutes. We did 50. That's not too bad. Um, Right. You two enjoy the rest of your weekend. Um, I have a mad busy one. Loads of sports. Cup semi-final tonight for the 35s. Come on, the boys. I'm playing tonight, lad, as well. Go on, lad. Who are you playing for? I don't know what the name is. I've just been asked to play in the tournament. With your pink boots? No, white and multicoloured, aren't they? Some man. Um, right, lads, uh, enjoy easy, uh, enjoy your weekend. Everybody that listens, thank you for your continued support. Thank you, everybody who sent us in questions. The plan was to do a live show tonight, but it's my fault because I have a, cu- a cup game um, and Jimmy's playing as well. But the plan is for us to start doing those because we really enjoyed them last time. So keep your eyes peeled. I shouldn't have a game next Friday, so we should be able to do it. We'll have a few drinks and, and be good to chat to everybody that listens on the live stream. So with that, uh, do us a favour. Uh, I know I say this every week. You're probably sick of me saying it. Just leave us a review. We're wherever you get your podcasts. So whether it's on um, Spotify, whether it's on Apple, just leave us a review. Tell us uh, what you like, you don't like. Leave us five stars if you think it's worthy uh, because it really will help us. Um, But more importantly, keep your comments coming throughout the week. We love getting involved in a bit of crack on the the old social media. Uh, But more importantly, enjoy the rest of your weekend uh, and we'll be back with you on Monday for the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Cheers, lads. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys.